Welcome everyone to the Overseas Famous Podcast. I'm Kevin Owens, and uh, we have a player profile today, Eugene Campbell, uh, a a great young overseas athlete who is just getting better and better and rising, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Eugene, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure to um, have the opportunity to be able to be on your show, man. It's it's. A lot of fun to talk to a young player uh, who's really – your story is so unique because you have – you're like a rising star. Like you're just getting better and better and higher and higher. And that shit's hard to do overseas. Like it's not easy. Like in the NBA, you're kind of on a team and you're able to keep going and going because you're used to the system. Overseas, it's a completely different ballgame. You have to adapt and adjust. To, so to be a rising star is way more difficult. Yeah, you have to adapt immediately. You have to adapt to the playing style of the team. You have to adapt to the country immediately. It is wild how that works. Uh, you've obviously started off your journey – the coolest thing that I found out, you know, that, that I didn't know about you is you started as a baseball player and, yeah. you know, you kind of, you, you were really a baseball player and that was your focus and you changed to, to basketball and have been so successful with it. Yeah. How does that like, just, just how do you start, you know, first off, I, I love baseball. So I'm, I, I want to get into baseball. So what position were you? I was a third baseman and a pitcher. Nice. And that yeah. was that was like your main focus. Yeah, at the time, definitely. And you just you just would you you still played basketball like you were still like involved in basketball, but baseball. Yeah, was I was like still involved, hands. but it was more like a recreational thing. It wasn't anything that I took seriously. It was just if I see a basketball, I might shoot it for a little bit and then <laughs> go out my day, go <laughs> do something else. Yeah. It's so funny. I always think, uh, you know, playing college and stuff, I always thought like high school and college, you had those guys come into the gym who didn't play and they would shoot and you'd be like, holy shit, this guy, he, you, there was like football players that I was friends with and they would, I was like, they're so athletic. They're so, you know, fast, quick, they have great hands. And then I watch them shoot a basketball and be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like that's yeah, how you shoot a basketball? with football players, like they're usually strong and they can dunk. It can go finish at the basket, but when it comes to shooting, it's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I, I always say, like, basketball is the great equalizer because you just need athleticism, skill, uh, coordination. It's like the whole package. I think there's like these big baseball, you know, baseball and football players. Like, my roommates all played baseball in college, and they were just, like, they sucked. But, like, having that ability to kind of transition from those sports is just incredible. Yeah. And so you had uh, so talk to us a bit, a bit of a little bit about your career. You know, you're from New Jersey, Jersey guy, and then you end up. Uh, tell us your story of how you kind of got into basketball and how you transitioned that into overseas professional basketball. Because a lot of people don't know those stories, and these are the coolest stories, like that kind of underdog story. Yeah. So I got into basketball at an early age. My sister was a basketball player in high school. And in college, my dad was a basketball player in high school. So the basketball was around my family for like, you know, pretty much my whole childhood. Um, my parents didn't force me to play basketball, which was really uh, a good thing because maybe if my parents forced me to play basketball, it would have turned me off to not want to play. 
Um, a lot of parents do that to kids. And then when they grow up, they don't want to play basketball anymore because their father was too hard on them, like about basketball, making it to the next level. So I kind of had the choice to pick whatever sport I wanted to do. Um, I was in a tough situation because I went to like five different schools before high school. So I went to one school uh, in Jersey City from pre-K to third grade. And then third grade, I went to a Catholic school. And then after the Catholic school, I went to uh, a public school for the first time. And then I went to another Catholic school after the public school. And then I went to another Catholic school before I went to high school. And throughout this time period, I wasn't playing no AAU. I never played AAU a day in my life. I wanted to find a few professional basketball players that never played AAU, not even one time, which is crazy. Uh, so there was no basketball being played around this time. It wasn't until middle school that I played basketball again in sixth grade. The, the Catholic school I went to had a basketball team. And my dad was actually able to get the head coaching job of the team. So uh, it was pretty good having my father coach me and motivate me to play basketball. And um, after that year, um, I played basketball again for him. And then that's when I leaned more towards baseball because the school I transferred to in eighth grade didn't have a basketball team. So I'm like, wow, I just started getting into basketball and now the next school I transferred to doesn't have a basketball team. So that's when I started leaning more towards baseball. So I played baseball. Baseball was good. I never played baseball a day in my life. Just picked up a bat and a ball and just played. And that was actually pretty good. So <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. And um, it was something that I might have considered doing until um, there was a situation where it was a teacher who said I was failing in class. And I really wasn't failing the class, but she told my parents I was failing and I got to get off the baseball team. And I can't continue to play. Da, da, da. So my parents took me off the baseball team and then I just lost all interest in baseball after that. It was just like, it's just too many situations going on, moving from school to school. I can never get established anywhere. I can't build any friendships with anybody because as soon as I build a friendship with somebody, I, I leave and I move. So it was hard for me to develop friendships. It was hard for me to to be stable, to be comfortable somewhere. I was never comfortable, constantly moving around to different environments and situations, which is why I think overseas is easy for me because <laughs> I've been moving around to different schools my whole life. So me going from country to country isn't too crazy. I was going to say, as I'm listening, that's like the first thing that I always think of because that is overseas basketball. You never in the same place twice. And I think even now in my post-career life, you're kind of in the same place and I start getting antsy. You're just kind of like, all right, this, you know, I'm used to moving around. I'm used to to the variety. And then suddenly you're just like in this thing and you're like, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just moving around, just it's frustrating. So finally I go to high school. I'm like, okay, mom and dad, can I stay in this high school? I want to stay here. I don't want to keep moving around. This is high school we're talking about. So, you don't want to keep moving around in high school. You're never going to build any friendships. That's the yep. time, keep time for friendships, high school. So I go to high school and I haven't been playing basketball, to be honest. I haven't been playing at all. But I'm like, you know what? It's something cool to do. I see a couple of my friends that I met playing basketball. Let me try it out. So I go to the tryout. I go there with a long sleeve sweater. I didn't have a T-shirt. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 5'1", skinny as I don't know what. Still athletic a little bit, but 
just athletic and in shape. Go there. I don't do too bad, in my opinion. Um, there was some kids there that weren't that good at all. But apparently he didn't think I was good enough to make the JV team, and he cut me my freshman year. So this is the chapter of my life where I started taking basketball seriously because I don't like rejection. And yeah. when I get rejected, it kind of motivates me to just do better. So I'm like, okay, he cut me. He's going to regret that. So that whole summer, I started playing basketball, just working out, uh, going to the gym, uh, shooting around in my backyard, never playing in any leagues. Still not playing the leagues, still not playing AAU, just watching Paul Pierce, who's my favorite player, watching Kobe, watching LeBron, and just shooting around my backyard, doing drills. I go on YouTube, look up cone drills, look up ball handling drills, doing all types of stuff. Like, no coach, no trainer, nothing, just me and my dad who helps me out a little bit, like in the backyard. So boom, worked out all summer. Went there the, the following season, made JV. As the season went on, worked my way up to varsity that same season and started JV and played both. And then after that year, I started taking basketball a little bit more seriously. Then I made varsity my junior and senior year. But I don't think I was good enough to play at the college level. So I'm in a situation I'm like, okay, I'm getting better, but I'm still, like, mediocre. I'm not really that good. College is no joke. When you go from high school to college, it's like, yeah, it's a big difference. Oh, yeah. So I'm still growing. At this time, maybe, like, 5'9", 5'10". You know, I was a late bloomer. So I'm like, man, I'm going to have to get it from the mud. I'm going to have to get it from the bottom. So I'm like, I'm going to Juco, whatever. Like, I'm going to just try to walk on Juco. Went to a Juco, walked on. Uh, I was playing basketball that whole summer, so I was preparing to play Juco and ended up making a team. I started off on the bench, probably like ninth man. First game of the season, he just threw me in because we were losing. I scored 10 points straight and then uh, made an article on it and everything. And then next thing you know, I worked my way up to like the sixth, seventh man. So I finished that season, the sixth, seventh man, averaging about 10 points a game. It was cool. Um, the following season, a couple of the players had left. So he threw me in the start lineup. Go to the start lineup. Um, just start wild, 30, 20, 25, just consistently just scoring at a high level. That was my breakout year for college. I felt like I couldn't miss that year. I was shooting like 42% from three, 90% from the free throw line, averaging like 17 a game. It was a really good season. But Juco was not, you know, four-year school. So I think I'm doing something in JUCO, but it ain't nothing compared to a four-year school. So now I'm looking for scholarships. I'm looking for a way for I can play for a four-year school because you only play two years of JUCO. So I'm like, ah, what do I do? So I look at a couple of schools. I go to a couple open gyms, and I was offered a partial scholarship by a Division II school, but it wasn't enough to cover my tuition. It wasn't able to afford the rest of the, of the tuition. Um, so I'm looking towards more schools. And then one day I just come across NJCU, which is like a school where I grew up at. Like I grew up in Jersey city, the schools in Jersey city. So I'm like, it's a local, I didn't want to go there. Cause you know, you're going to college. You're like, I don't want to be in the same place that I grew up in. And I know everybody. And it's just, there's no growth. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to go to a school out of state or somewhere where I'm like, all right, whatever. Go to the open gym. Coach is like, you want to try off the team? I was like, Okay, you know, I'll give it a try. I got no other options. So I go there and 
that's when I realized that college basketball is no joke. This guy's on my team. I'm like 19 years old. This guy's on my team, like 30, 25, big, strong, athletic dudes. I'm like, all right, I got some work to do. So I came in on the team probably like 13, 14th man. And it was rough. It was rough. And I had to learn how to become a really good defender. Uh, my school was like top three in the country in, in defense. And we were winning programs. So first year was more of like a learning experience. Second year, I actually got a decent amount of minutes. Um, I still came off the bench, but I actually played pretty good. And I got more time than the previous year. So now college is finished. I graduated with my bachelor's degree in psychology. I'm like, I like basketball, but I got to get my education, but I want to play basketball. So it's like sodomy is like basketball, sodomy education. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to do both. So this is when I went for my master's degree and my head coach let me be on the coaching staff as a grad assistant to get my education. Because my mom was like, the chances you going professional right now are real slim. So you might as well have your education so you can have something to fall back on. So, and I'm only 22 at this time. So I'm, just, I'm still young. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just go get my master's degree. I just don't think I'm 21. So uh, go get my master's degree. So this is when I started playing in men's leagues. So I started playing in men's leagues, getting my confidence up. And I, I was killing everybody in the men's leagues. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I think I could do this basketball thing. So after I finished my master's degree, I found a trainer. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go for a trainer. You know, I'm, I can elevate my game on my own, but a trainer can see things that I can't see. Yep. So – Went to a trainer who was actually really good, um, helped me out. Um, I started playing in like better leagues. I started playing in um, like pro-ams or whatever. So I can play against more competition. And I started going to some combines for a league called the TBL that is a growing league. And uh, I got invited to training camp for a TBL team. But then um, I got a call and I got invited to uh, play in Moldova overseas in Europe. So I'm like, Wow, that's crazy. I worked, I worked my ass off that whole summer, like crazy, doing two-a-days, three-a-days, weight room. Uh, every, I used to wake up every morning at 5 a.m. and run two miles. Um, I would go after that. I would go take a nap. I wake up and do shooting at LA Fitness or at uh, Sportsplex by my house. And then I go to the trainer at 3 o'clock. And then after the trainer, I will go to the weight room, eat my meals, and then uh, relax for the rest of the day. And then I'll do my push-ups at night. I made a goal to do 600 push-ups a week, a uh, thousand sit-ups a day. Um, no, 600 push-ups a day, a thousand sit-ups a day, and 500 squats a day. Did that every day for that whole summer. Um, I was still growing. Like I went from, like I said, I was five one in high school. I'm six two now, so it was a big growth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was that's, a big growth. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was still growing after college. So. And then uh, I got the offer to play in Moldova. So I took advantage of it. Got my flight out there. Touchdown. Pretty good environment. Very cold. Uh, didn't know what to expect. Uh, they put me on a, a pretty decent club that needed me to score. Um, so went in. And I had a successful season. Led the country in scoring. 39.5 points a game. Uh, like six rebounds, four assists. Shot 60% from three from the whole season. That's crazy. Shot, uh, yeah. And shot about like 60% from the field. I was I was very efficient. That was a really good year for me. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. It was a low league. It wasn't the lowest league, but it was a low league for me to, you know, build my, put my foot in the, foot in the door and build my, my resume. 
So the competition wasn't the greatest, but it was okay. And, but I still, you know, did very well. So I'm not going to downplay it, you know, and it was in Europe. So it's respected. Like most clubs in Europe are respected compared to other, you know, countries. So I did my thing. And then, um, I went crazy over the summer, played in the pro-ams, scoring 30, 40 points, got invited to play in pro-ams in other states, you know, scoring 40 over there. This is my confidence at an all-time high. And um, playing in West Forth, playing in all these leagues, that's well-known. And then um, got offered a contract to play in Armenia. So go to Armenia in uh, September. Uh, way more competitive than Moldova and uh, higher league. So I'm moving up. Um, I averaged 21.5 points a game, uh, 8.5 rebounds, and I led the, the league in free throw percentage at 96% with over 30 attempts. So I was top 10 in scoring and top 10 in rebounds. And um, that was a pretty good, you know, first half of the year. So in the middle of that season, I got offered to play in Portugal, which I am right now. So I took advantage of that, you know, better, better conditions, better opportunity. So I go to Portugal. And uh, the first game, I couldn't play because I wasn't cleared by FIBA. You got to get uh, better. Yeah, so yep, I remember bummed that out. <laughs> yeah, and they lost. So I'm like, I'm bummed out. So, and then uh, I had to wait to the next game. Next game, I scored like 15 points in the first quarter and a half. I get hurt. Oh. Uh, as you can see, I got this on my shoulder. Yeah. I'm better now. Much <laughs> better now. But I run into a screen that nobody calls. And I sprained my shoulder. I sprained my AC joint. Never had a shoulder injury. So I'm like, damn, they don't want to say anything because the coach, you know, I'm doing good. And you know how it goes when you get hurt. You don't want to yep. say nothing. So I'm playing the rest of that game hurt. I'm banged up. I finished the game with like 21 points and like five rebounds. Still did, you know, pretty good. But um, it was a rough game. It was probably the most painful game I ever played. I had to play two quarters with a sprained shoulder. And in a close game that we ended up winning. So it felt good, you know, getting, getting the win. And um, I just had my, my, my first game back from injury uh, yesterday and uh, we won. I'm still not a hundred percent, but I'm about 90%. And uh, it's definitely getting better. The, the physiotherapist told me I don't have to go anymore unless I had some pain, I didn't have any pain. And uh, yesterday I had 21 points as well. So right now I'm averaging about 21 points a game and um I'm just looking to keep progressing. And the, the with us winning yesterday, we moved to the next phase in the Portuguese tournament. Nice. So, um, yeah, we move up. Like, if you if we would have lost, the top four teams in every division go to the next round. I think we're in the North Division. So, we made third place. Then we go to the next phase against the other teams from the other parts of Portugal. If you would have lost, we play in the loser's bracket. So, we're moving up. And um, – you know, since being here, you know, we won two games. So that's crazy. Yeah. It is a it is it's like such a success story to kind of hear these uh the stories where you know guys and guys from big name from big name schools, I always say they always had it easy because they would just go, you know, their their reputation and or their college preceded them. So the late bloomers, the guys that grew late, same with me, you, uh, there's a lot of guys that just developed later. And we went to a smaller school and then we kind of had to show and work twice as hard as the guys from the big time schools to kind of grow. Yeah. But you're just bouncing up the chain, which is like really cool to see. 
uh, especially after taking some, you know, the late start and taking some time off, but you're just, you're just grinding. Like you're just continuing to grind and put in the work and just getting better and better. And it's a lot of work, a lot of hard work, blood, sweat and tears, but you know, I love it. And, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change my story any other way. Hell yeah. That's yeah. That's the best kind of story, that underdog story. And you still have so much more to go, which is fun to kind of, you know, we'll bring you on like, you know, back again when you're, when you're playing in EuroLeague and, you know, yeah. dropping 40 in EuroLeague. And like, remember That's this? <laughs> For me to uh, play in the EuroLeague, I want, I want to be able to play there. So, so I think I'm, I, I hell yeah! I listen with what you're what you're doing right now and watching some of your videos and stuff. Like you just your talent level is very high, and you know the confidence is such a big thing. And I think you know we talked a little bit earlier about how you're bouncing around. It almost helps now that you don't have that that like mindset of some some guys just don't like the overseas game because they don't can never get comfortable and they're like they don't want to be in certain places like yep. have guys like us like we just just like let's bring it like bring us to the yeah, next yeah. spot the next spot my whole life so it doesn't even mean anything to me being uncomfortable in a comfortable situation i feel like that's a part of growth i feel like being uncomfortable helps you grow so when you're comfortable you become complacent and you know you just stagnant yep. yeah so we have these three questions we're asking uh, at the end of each, uh, you know, player profile. So favorite country you've played in? It doesn't even, even not even just like, you know, not even the, you know, like a, a league that you played in, but favorite country that you've actually been in that you've played in. My favorite country is probably Portugal yeah. so far. And like even I was, though I only been for about a month and change, I love it here. Yeah, Portugal is in the, it's an incredible place. I was gonna I'm thinking like tropical. It's it's a good it's a good environment. Weather's nice. The people are nice, and the basketball is good. It's very aggressive. Basketball is very yes. aggressive. I was getting beat up yesterday. They didn't call it nothing. <laughs> I shot a mid range jump. I shot a mid range pull up. Somebody smacked me in the side of my head right in front of the referee. I made it, but they didn't call the foul. Oh, it was crazy. Some of the that European game, I don't miss it. Cause yeah, like you would, you just get tackled sometimes. And, and like, Eric, right. No, they want to, they want to beat me up. Oh uh, yeah. Like when it comes to Americans playing overseas, they, 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 they're on it. They yeah. play aggressive defense. They face guard you. I mean, I love it because <laughs> it's funny. Cause like they know they can't stop me. So that's why they do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it, but, it's, it's like they get up for those games when they're playing a good American. Cause they're just like, all right, like, and everyone thinks I think overseas over even foreign guys they think that somehow someone in the NBA is always watching the American guy so they're like watch what I'm going to do versus American guy I'm going to try to work him and you're like no one's fucking watching me (laughs) about to get a contract to the G League by getting a stop on me for one play (laughs) smacking me in my head yeah least favorite country you played in Armenia yeah (laughs) yeah listen Trust me, I played in Kosovo. Like some of those areas are a little rough. Yeah, it's just like they're not really too fond of of, of colored people. That's the mm-hmm. best way. Like they they look at us as lower than them. Yep, it's they're not friendly. They're not really the most friendly people. It is. Yeah. Uh, we have a whole episode uh, this this season coming up on racism overseas, and it's something that you that people don't even realize like the just the the struggles of of 
you're it's almost like some of these countries it's going back in time and you're like how are how are people treating you know people like this i saw it firsthand and i'm like you gotta be kidding me and it's just a wild thing and people don't even realize that struggle uh that a lot of guys face going overseas like it's not even really mentioned it's like oh the fucking pay and this and this and like no one really talks about how crazy the racism is for some of these guys to come overseas and like even their own fans like i've had guys i've had our own fans turn on you know some of our players and you know say some racist shit to them and i'm like what the fuck like what like what is this like where are we like what is this right now so that's some crazy shit and armenia i can imagine (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it's crazy over there it's crazy you know they got good food they got some good you know tourist sites and the younger people that are in their twenties, they're 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 cool. It's yep. the old generation of people there that are so used to the old ways of life, and they don't see any growth. And yep. when they see people like me, they just they just look at me like, "Why is he here?" Uh huh. Yeah. You're right. The young people are way more. You know, they they understand shit. Understand things. They're 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 used to the diversity. You know what I'm saying? These old people are very traditional, and they're not diverse. They're more segregated with their people i always i always talk about that when like you know people talk about you know america i'm like america has problems because like we're fucking different like we everything's different in america like there's all these different things like you go to a fucking like you don't you go to poland and everyone looks the same like you go to like these countries and everyone looks the same and people don't understand that like everyone looks the same and you're just like nope Nope, nope. Like everyone's the same. So when something's different, people are like, "What the fuck?" And okay. that's something people don't understand. They don't like change. Exactly. So last question: What country do you want to play in? What's the country that you're like, "Hell yeah!" Like this is where I want to go. This want to play where I want to play in. Not that there's anything against Portugal, but like, yeah. I, I probably want to go to either uh, Spain or mm-hmm. um, Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Spain is is a way that you can level up in the overseas world very well. I've seen a lot of people grow their basketball resumes from playing in Spain. It's a very respected country, and it has a lot of good leagues. There's a and lot of yeah, that's a big NBA. Pool yeah, if you put players, you know, your resume, and you try to go to a to another job, they'll be like, okay, you played in Spain, okay, let me see your film. All right, we'll consider you. It's such a great great point. Well, Eugene, this has been awesome, you know, hearing your story, having, you know, sharing your voice, which is what we're trying to, you know, do here at Overseas Famous, share the athlete's voice. And your voice is, is a powerful one. And your voice is, uh, uh, you know, such an incredible one. And your basketball resume is speaking for itself. And you're just growing and growing. And, you know, we're psyched to have you on. We can't wait to see where you're going. Yeah, man, I'm doing my best. I'm going to keep grinding. I'm going to keep inspiring those all around the world. I love it. Well, you're inspiring us, and we appreciate it. Thank you so much, Eugene. Thank you, man.